On this episode, we look forward with optimism to a lockdown-free 2022. This is The Oddcast. This is the show that brings you the latest news and opinion, not just from Broadway and the West End, but from right across the country on the Irish musical theatre scene. My name is Keon O'Dowd, and as always, I am joined by my revived co-hosts, <laughs> Daniel Ryan and Adam Trundle. We back. We back. We, we back. Again. So, first episode of the year. First time we're back together. Merry New Happy. <laughs> Thank you. It feels yeah. a little late for that kind of yeah, yeah, it is very, yeah, very wish, spirit. but yeah. I mean, it does feel a little bit, you know, lazy that we're it's the same three people hosting this. Though I just kind of had that thought as you introduced us, like joined as always. Like it would have been cool. I if it was a bit don't of drama. Really think I had that undertone. Mm, no, of, uh, that yeah. makes as sense. always, <laughs> these two are back again. These two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would have been interesting if we had three completely separate people. (laughs) (laughs) It's been syndicated and franchised off. (laughs) I I sold the format (laughs) 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 because it was so original. People just said, I need a a piece of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, it is a very, very interesting time to be facing into a new year that may potentially be Mm -hmm. lockdown free. Mm -hmm. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Which means an awful lot for musical theatre mm-hmm. in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I see a huge amount of societies out on Instagram and Facebook and social media generally saying, come to rehearsals. They're starting. Yes. Come back in. Yes. It's great. There is loads. There's a flurry of activity <laughs> uh, all over social media. Is there any other type of activity? <laughs> hmm. Or is there any other type of flurry? A flurry of snow? Flurry of snow, a flurry of McFlurries, yeah. <laughs> a hive of activity. You can have a hive oh, of activity, but a hive, but, of activity. But hive of activity is like a place. I feel like it was a you hive know? of activity. Yes, yes I under, yeah. Like the vaccine center was a hive of activity. <laughs> I, I see. <laughs> That's very relevant. Ah, very very relevant. Very timely. Mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm. it. You yeah. could. My party players also play. I was going to say, oh, it was happen. Happen. Like, like the time, oh, it was the happen. Time, the timeline yeah. was happen. Make sure you take the G right yes. off that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stick in an apostrophe instead oh, of it. Oh, yeah. Happen. Happen. It's yeah. a different word. Like, if you look, if, if you look it up in the dictionary, there's two two separate words. It's happen and happening. Yeah. 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 You can't be. You can't. <laughs> so you were out last night because restrictions lifted. Oh, yeah. The bar was a hive of activity. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, you can't, you can't say the bar was hopping because that means it was actually leaping several yeah. feet off the ground. Yeah. It was, but it was hopping. But it was hopping. That's different. It yeah, was yeah, hopping. Yeah. yeah. That, that means it was a hive of activity. Yeah. yeah. It's, also, it's a good pun for a bar as well, because, you know, beer, hops. Oh, oh right. well, that's a thinker. That is. That is a thinker. That's actually, that's very clever. Down that's there so, for dancing. We should really cut that out so that you can trademark it and use it. <laughs> yeah. as I, I don't think you should be giving that material yeah, away guys, for free. guys, don't use this. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> the hopping brewery. <laughs> Yeah. No, it doesn't work as well for a brewery, does it? No. The hop in brewery. The hop yeah. in. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There. We got oh, it. We God. got it. Guys, please don't use these. <laughs> we got Bagsy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bagsy. 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 Love Bagsy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it holds up in court. Yeah. yeah. 
But your Netflix honor. have announced that you're allowed to bagsy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your honor, I bagsied it though. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Signed affidavit stating that I have bagsied. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's what an affidavit is. It's just one of those legally words. You know. Well, a- an affidavit is a basically a document that you write up with the story of what happened and mm. it's entered into evidence. Mm. I preferred it when there was a mystique to it. Sorry. <laughs> you've ruined, like yeah, it, you've ruined the child there now. <laughs> it's part of part of the sideline of a musical theater podcast is that we can demystify the legal process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just for anybody. Right. It's like, you know, yes. You're combining you, your two key interests. Yeah. 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 yeah, you might be interested in musical theater, but if you want to seek an injunction, I'm also mm. going to give you a little bit of information as yeah. to how you can go about that. That's, one, mean, of the actually, new, that's one of the new segments for 22. <laughs> <laughs> Every week. Notice emotion, gonna... supporting affidavit, get it into the high court. Yeah. You can you can basically stop your neighboring musical society from t- picking the same show that you want. <sighs> there you go. That's... There. You can sue if you didn't get cast. <laughs> <laughs> Do not tell people that. It will be a raft of lawsuits. Um, I was just thinking, we talked about courtroom language and stuff. Like obviously, courtroom drama in terms of films and like TV shows and even plays to some extent, Like, there's a lot. Yeah. I can't think of a good courtroom musical. Or like uh, uh, legally Blonde. Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Oh, I'm so sorry. To be fair, to be fair to you, the, but, the actual courtroom part of that is a very small part. Yeah, it's, it's a great part. It's a great. It's a great part. It's a great. So part. It, is, it is not made. Yeah, you're you're looking for like there is twelve also, Angry Men, the of musical. Course, like. yes. you're forgetting Chicago as well. <laughs> oh, that's another one with mm, a big courtroom actually, segment. Yeah, but again, in the actual musical, the stage version of it, it's, nah, it's quite sh- it's yes, quite short. It's, quite short. Actually, the, yeah. it's one of the few things that are actually is better in the movie. I don't know why they make more of the courtroom bits in mm. the yeah. movie version. It's easier to jump between settings in the film, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. Haven't got lads wheeling out. <laughs> <laughs> Some poor, poor, poor yeah. Jim from down the road is wheeling in and out. Like the, the, the court bench. Yeah. Exactly. But what I what I want a few good men, the oh, musical nice. where you have you can't handle the truth as the final number. You can't handle the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's an opera. Some, <laughs> guys, don't take this one either. <laughs> what? We're putting all our ideas out here, guys. Please don't use these. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, there are some ones that I, I do not necessarily want to see as a musical doll, yeah. but I feel like the courtroom drama could work. Especially like a serious one. I'm not sure how if it would take away oh, a Judge Judy yeah, musical. Yeah, sure, To Kill a Mockingbird. We'll, just, <laughs> we'll do that as a musical. Banter. Yeah. Yeah. That's just not really going to lend itself. A Judge itself. Judy musical, I think, would be good. I know I just said serious. I'm pivoting the, to the absolute. I, yeah, was, you yeah. flipped 180 yeah, straight yeah. away. Judge like, Judy in the you know, musical. In, in the vein of the Jerry Springer opera. But it would probably Judy because musical. that worked so well. It made someone money, I think, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Springer, I'd say. Somebody <laughs> made sure some money somewhere. Else did. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like Judge Judy the musical, though, would just, because, you know, it's all about there's a different case. Like, every time it would nearly be like a courtroom version of Cats. Or like companies. Real people. Of, yeah. Real Judy. Judge Judy. <laughs> Get her out of retirement just for the musical. It could be like nine to five, you know, when Dolly Parton has the video introduction oh, at the start. Oh, Get Judge Judy. Hello. Into, and let's get Dolly the right music while we're at it, while we're spitballing. Yeah. Let's get her that Tony Award. Cause. Just cause. Just cause. Yeah. Why not? You know, she Look. needs a break. Dolly Parton. There's not enough people rooting for her, I feel. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah that, little that's, no. that's, that's another one. People may not be rooting for Dolly, but they're rooting. <laughs> they're rooting they're rooting for dolly yeah so down at the hop in <laughs> mm, that didn't fit <laughs> didn't so much fit as didn't work 
But, you know, look, you've got to try this stuff. Yeah. yeah. You, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> Aim. I think, yeah. it was, I think it was Tony Hawk who said that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Famous for taking shots. It was taking shots, yeah. Um, <laughs> Roberto Baggio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just 100% <laughs> the shots you don't take. I, I, also, I, do, I don't know why I went to Roberto Baggio yeah, well, as my, you know, as your second, soccer, soccer as, reference. Yeah, as yeah. Soccer yeah. Reference, um, yeah. It was like, yeah, the star, <laughs> star of the losing side of the 1994 World Cup <laughs> final. Famously fluent in English, Roberto Baggio as well. Famously, yeah. <laughs> um, he loved puns. Yeah, I do... <laughs> I, I do uh, treat this podcast, though, in terms of ideas and stuff, kind of as, like, my notes app or my, like, voice memo. It's a very inefficient way to do it. <laughs> like, yeah. kind of middle of the night, just like, what if Judge Judy was a musical by Dolly Parton? <laughs> <laughs> also, Roberto bring, Baggio. Bring it up. Bring it <laughs> Fit up that on, in somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Bring it up on the podcast. Let's we'll see what it looks like. This, this, this is the first bit of market research for it. It's just my own notes yeah, app. Yeah, it's just, we'll, we'll, <laughs> see, we'll see if we get any emails or messages on social media in response to it. So, you know. Let us know what you think. Visit us on social and leave us a message on Facebook or Instagram mm-hmm. at the Oddcast by Odd Theatre or get in touch with us by email at mm. the Oddcast at oddtheatre.com. Please be now, kind. <laughs> please, please be kind. No, speak freely. I, I encourage, particularly on email, there, you've got so much latitude to express yourself or your distaste for Adam's ideas. That's, that's what I, I really like about the format. Come take me down a peg. Yeah. We get get you down off peg one, right? <laughs> maybe into the basement. That's yeah. that, that's the ideal situation. Well, rather than going down in the world, we're talking about going up in the world. Yes, we are reopening. Irish musical societies are back at it again, baby. We are indeed. So I mean, there's a couple of different facets to this reopening story, mm. which we've been nice seeing. Use of facet, yeah. Is that a you're, five put, you're putting that new word of the day calendar to good use so yeah. far. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> 2022 is going to be it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be the year of the facet. Someone's that been, is somebody, it's the only word. It's word. Of, it's the word of the day every day. Some some somebody's been saying wordle. Yeah. <laughs> that five would letters. Be, that would be a good wordle. That word. would be. That would word. be a very good start mm-hmm. word, yeah. actually. If the good people at powerlanguage.co.uk are listening. <laughs> Try, try facet. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, guys. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we, we have reopening in terms of people returning to rehearsals or, you know, finally getting to start the rehearsals. Mm. So I know Kilcock Musical Society started rehearsing for The Wedding Singer. Great show. Uh, we have Avonmore have, have picked up rehearsals for Sister Act. Other great show. Um, we have Bally Shannon rehearsing for Oklahoma. Not um, such a great show, but yeah. Oh, I... <laughs> Come on, Oklahoma's the goat. Um, <laughs> the goat. <laughs> I think there's actually a goat in it. <laughs> if there's not, there should be. He has six lines. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have shows actually taking place. You know, we have music societies who, who really, you know, steely determination to to, mm. to get these mm. shows. Like, Galway University Musical Society are putting on Carry the Musical uh, in the first week of February. Bloody and hell. I mean, goddamn students. That's just, I mean. Like the dead, like that's how you got playing it down the line. What, that's going to make a splash. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Boom. Yeah. There she is. Yeah, there's no goat in character musical. Um, <laughs> Just we, its blood. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have we have odd. Is, is it? It's a pig. It's a pig. Blood. It's a pig. Yeah, yeah, it's a pig. I couldn't remember. Um, we have uh, shows that have you know had their auditions postponed, and um, we have Tullamore doing Adam's Family, their workshop and auditions are now able to take place. Great. Um, mm-hmm. We have uh, a show that is coming back that I 
like to my knowledge, is the only show that was postponed in 2020 that is still going ahead. Is Clara Musical Society are doing Shrek? I know yes. they were due to do Shrek in I think March yeah. of 2020. I think they were pretty close. And mm. you know, a lot of musical societies have have for a lot of you know, yes, for for understandable reasons. I mean, including ourselves with West Side Story. Yeah. In terms of going like, well, you know, we cast it two years ago. You know, are, are, are our cast still going to all be around? Do people feel obligated to do it instead of excited? Yeah. Are there people who would have wanted to be a member, you know, whether they've recently moved to the area or recently kind of became old enough to do a show or whatever, who would feel left out? But I, I guess yeah. Clara, because I think because it was March, I imagine they were a lot closer than a lot of other groups sure. in, mm-hmm. and in terms of being there. And it, I guess it's a really nice thing to see that, that they're, they've just hung on and and yeah. they're going to get there. I think it's the first week in April. I think it's the 5th of April onwards is when that's going to be on. So, you know, it's wish also them. probably a show like Shrek, like, you know, Shrek is a show that hasn't been, it's only been done a few times. So yeah. Far. There's yeah, only yeah. one season, yeah, half I think a season th- where it was actually available. What, there were that people two, got in. two show, two productions two of productions. it in Ireland last yeah. year, mm-hmm. one of which was the Irish premiere. So yes. I can tell you that there have been some total of yeah, two, two ever exactly, yeah. on so, this island. So it makes perfect sense to be like, no, I, I really want to do this one. Like, you know, yeah. whereas if it, <laughs> yeah. you know, there are other shows you might be like, we're holding on for this. I'm like, oh, but we, we did that like, you know, tw- 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. already done that. Oh no, it's true. And, and I think Shrek is one of the ones that because... A, it's so new and people haven't seen it an awful lot and it hasn't been well worn in. You still have a huge amount of excitement, but it's such an undertaking in terms of your costumes and your mm. makeup and, and all the rest of it. You can sustain excitement about that show yeah. for a couple yeah. of years. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're doing something that maybe people have done before, have seen a million times, yeah. you're kind of just like, ah, maybe we'll move on and try something different. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, that's so I, I think that's that's a great testament to the, the resilience that is out there in, in the in the Irish amateur musical theatre scene. For you know? sure. Um, uh, we also, in terms of postponed shows, I guess, you know, on the flip side of it, there's only so far that resilience can get you mm. in terms of there are... Um, there are societies out there who who made the call, you know, like a little while ago, maybe that look. We're just a, you know, I guess a few weeks ago, weren't in the position to be sure we can go ahead with the show the way we would need to go ahead, go, go ahead with fundraisers, and so have pushed their shows, you know, either to a later stage or have kind of replaced their normal show slot with a concert. So, at Ballywillen in Portrush are doing the best of Broadway in the West End as a concert in mm. in the next week, um the 25th of January I believe they open um in the Riverside Theatre. Um so that takes the place of of when their musical would normally be. I think they were yeah. due to do Kinky Boots, which would have been would have been premier, the premiere, I think yeah. so, yeah. Um so so obviously I guess with like you, you know an undertaking like that and the fact that it would be in January, I think it it makes sense as to why they didn't just say, well, maybe we'll be able to go ahead. Let's <laughs> let's find out. Yeah. So it, I guess it makes sense to to go ahead with a concert there rather than and you know in a similar situation is um, with a band bridge have postponed their production of Rent uh, and Nace Musical Society have postponed their Oklahoma and you know, I think that there are plans to yeah. do something else mm-hmm. in 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 the the time slot that they would usually do their show, which makes a lot of sense because it gives you all your members a chance to have a performance and have rehearsals and get back together again but yeah i think most people who are on committees and organizing committees of musical theater groups would know that there's a lot less risk financially in terms Mm. of a concert than a show because typically your set costume sound costs are going to be lower and so it means that 
if we have 50% capacity or if we have, you know, still kind of people who are COVID wary, you know, which is perfectly understandable. For who, sure. You know, so you're going to have a smaller audience, albeit mm-hmm. that you have full capacity, that you're not going to be in a position of actually putting your society out of business mm. and uh, you know because you you did a show too early or or even in terms of pure rehearsal time like it well i was about to say it's a bit of a almost a brand protection in a way because i think you are going to get a lot of musical societies that are going to feel a lot of pressure or feel compelled to truncate their rehearsal time and put on a show at their usual spot in the mm-hmm. year and when you cut out some of those weeks of rehearsals you might end up with a finished product which is not exactly where you want it to be. Mm. So better off, postpone it until later in the year if you need to, do a concert or something else in the interim and actually give yourself the proper amount of rehearsal time to go ahead and do it. So it's an eminently sensible way yeah. of going about it. Yeah. It is. It's kind of like the best of both. It means, means all your members get to have performance, your audience get to kind of reconnect. And for um, some societies... They won't have that facility. They might have their GAA hall at one point in the year and that's yeah. when they have it and other stuff is booked for different times. So it's use it or lose it. And they might feel, well, look, we're, we're compelled. We just have to try and do it in eight weeks or or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've done shows in five weeks, which mm-hmm. is a very uncomfortable way of doing it. And it I've is. done shows in like, you Three know, 12, months, 14 yeah. weeks. So yeah. there's all that spectrum of, of time that you have and everything is doable but it gets a hell of a lot tougher when you really squash that rehearsal yeah. period down. Yeah, but and again, it, it comes very, back to that demanding. resilience that the people go like, look, you know, we usually have two rehearsals a week, but, you know, there's, you know, people are, I want to take on that burden of, I'm going to rehearse the, the shit out of my, my stuff outside mm-hmm. of the normal scheduled rehearsals that, you know, I'm making up for the last time. I, I think we're going to see a lot of people really pulling it out, you know, mm-hmm. pulling out all the stops to get there and... Mm. And, yeah. and overcome that that gap yeah yeah but also it's only been like two days since we yeah. can it's only been two days since we can do whatever we want like you know yeah. and like and you made a good point there about like people being on like committees and stuff because like, i feel like people who haven't been on a committee of a society like you, you might be right here at the end of january right now and you'd be like but you could totally put a show like you could totally get your stuff together to have your show done by april it's like the level of planning mm. and like mm. pay, like the shows that you might put on in april like the, the work for that has to start months in advance like you know yeah. and not just even sometimes from a year in advance exactly not of... even just from like a rehearsal like you need to be like you know booking your like your crew booking your orchestra getting your set in order like you need you know sets just don't appear the biggest thing is your runway of fundraising yeah mm. you know that takes so much time as well because if you things. haven't started that maybe six months seven months 12 months ahead of time maybe you don't have the money yeah, to put yeah. on a show and like exactly so like it's not surprising that some people even though it's now we're kind of like we're free but it's kind of like yeah but yeah maybe but we mightn't like let's not let's not bankrupt ourselves just because we can like you know yeah. we, <laughs> we, man, we weathered a two-year storm let's try and make sure that we can do like another like 30 or 40 odd years like yeah. you know yeah. rather than like let's just come straight back into this now yeah, yeah. exactly exactly and i i mean i i for one i'm excited uh as much as i'm excited to get back into the rehearsal room i'm excited to get back into the like fundraisers and oh my God, table yeah. quizzes and karaoke yeah. nights and and I mean I I'm looking forward to seeing what people do in terms of now that we can have in person events again mm. I'm excited to see what uh, how do, how yeah. does one fundraise without Zoom yeah <laughs> yeah how do we do it in a non well, virtual world I do wonder because obviously all of those fundraisers that we used to do mm-hmm. in person are still there I do wonder if 
given that hybrid is the buzzword, if we're going to hybridize fundraising, because a lot of societies did virtual things over the course of yeah. the lockdown in order to try to keep the money up that little bit and get themselves mm-hmm. into a good financial position. I wonder, are you going to see a bit of that continue on? Oh, I, I like I would love to see um, new types of fundraisers emerging from kind of people's creativity, people who maybe have had time to think about, mm. well, how are we going to do fundraisers? And maybe we're coming up with kind of hybrid solutions of like, like maybe a table quiz where there's an option to do it virtually at the same time or, or you know, I, I don't know how you stop people just Googling on the other screen in that scenario. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, things just like stop that. Stop doing it, yeah. guys. <laughs> stop it. Have some honor and decency. My God. <laughs> um, just make up your own questions. Make the questions about people in the society so there's no <laughs> results on Google. Oh, yeah. Imagine if you had like, like your own version of like Eurovision. Right, and you had like a, a concert in like a central location. Don't take this idea, guys. And, um, <laughs> and everyone, like you can watch it in the audience, but then you also had like other societies around the country watching it in their places. But then you all voted, right? And then oh. you could do it like, oh, hello, Dublin. This is like Tralee. Midlands region. This yeah. is the Midlands region. <laughs> this is Killarney calling. And like, Wait, are you saying like send a representative from each society and you have a singing a, contest to a singing contest? Maybe. No, a song contest. A so song they have to write, contest. the society has to write the song. Oh, <laughs> that's what I want. That might be pushing the envelope a bit too far. And it has to be from an original musical that they're creating as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You we get that, a, get out the Orty Symphony like, Orchestra. Well, they're not the Orty Symphony the Orchestra anymore. Concert. No, 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 concert no, no, no. Symphony Orchestra. But actually, you could actually revitalize, like, you know, original musicals that way. Mm. Oh, my God. That is one thing on that I have to say. I am a little bit. And, and I might we might do something on this yeah. in, a, in a later point. But I am surprised with and I know people are going to email me or message me and to say, with well, list actually, of hundreds. we yeah. did write this thing. But I am surprised that for for a country with such a vibrant culture of musical societies and love of musical theater, that there is not more in the way of doing, let's say, original productions or workshopping something new. Because mm. obviously people will remember Peter Kennedy's productions, mm-hmm. which, you know, still go on and, and were have been very popular and continue to be um, like... Likes of Clown, Clown God Bless, God Archie, Bless Dean. Archie Dean. You know, so, so that stuff is there, but... You know, I would argue there's not enough of it, and mm. I may be surprised that with all of the talent that we have, that more of that doesn't happen. Yeah, I just find the most un- successful one in the last while has been Michael Collins, for obviously. sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, outside and, of and that, and I saw the uh, what's what's that one? The Hapney Bridge was available for licensing as well. It's another kind of I think War of Independence, Civil War era mm. Irish musical, um, which. I think is from maybe the 90s or the early 2000s, but there there just isn't an awful lot of it when you compare it to the amount of straight talents that are, are written, oh, yeah, yeah. even at, a, you know, yes, at an amateur yes, level yes, in this yes, country. Yes. I mean, if, you, if you go around <laughs> the country and you find groups of, you know, drama groups or, or groups of players, you will very frequently find in their recent history that they've done something which was of their own devising mm-hmm. or one of their members had written. I appreciate the bar to entry is a lot lower 
when it comes to a straight play because you Be- don't need as many you don't, you don't need, need yeah. to orchestrate it you don't need someone who, you as long as you That's have someone who's a talented writer of dialogue and a good storyteller they can probably move it through but we have a lot of very good musicians we have a lot of very good yeah. uh songwriters within the community all i'm saying is i'm just surprised it doesn't happen, happen more more yeah. yeah yeah i'd be interested to know how many talented people out there have have been as lockdown projects kind of coming up and trying to workshop on their own and independently yeah. kind of musical ideas and and um you know songs and stuff and, and how many of those we might hopefully see uh in the next little while as it, things reemerge it'd be great to, to it see. would be good i i hear already people saying yeah but kian you haven't mentioned the biggest barrier which is that the cost of doing a yeah. musical is so high mm-hmm. you need a big name musical in order to bring in the crowds to get the gauge receipts that allow you to pay for the cost of the production and if you had an original production you just wouldn't get as many people in the door yeah. and and you would end up losing money but yeah it's maybe worth a risk though like, in some parts there's some parts of, I, uh, I do believe in most parts of the country like people would go would come to see your show no matter support, what you were and, doing and especially the, the the interest story of support this brand new project by mm. local by local talent musician yeah. and local composer yeah i mean I, I guess to to ease that risk of like you know launching a, a boat out with, with you know you'd want some lifeboats you know so like mm. grant funding uh or kind mm. of even you know like low cost loans you know crowdfunding crowdfunding all those kind of things would probably need to be in place uh, or at least be more visible uh, rather than relying on the fact that you know a so-and-so has has a rich relative who's going to bankroll it or you know yes because that's but they're also invited they're they're certainly invited and and look every society in the country gets a certain amount of patronage Mm -hmm. from people who are associated with the society who might have a bit more money than some and yeah, give, local give, business give, people give and more local, generous yeah. exactly than some but i do wonder and this is a question that had been in my mind for a little while which is is the adherence to the one shot a year one big musical stifling the level of creativity and diversity that you can have hmm. in the types of shows you do so what i mean is that potentially rather than doing one calamity jane and doing calamity jane are you better off saying well you know what maybe we should do rent in march and we should do tick tick boom in october Mm. or maybe we should do rent in march and something original later in the year like Two lower cost based shows. Two lower cost based shows. We get two shows that give an opportunity for perhaps different sets of people to Mm. be involved in terms of playing principal roles. In terms of age ranges. Different people perhaps in the production team to spread the those opportunities. I I I've thought about the model that we have typically as a community, which is that we do one big show a year, and it's always a Broadway show or a, or a big West End show, something with huge production values that we always struggle to, in many ways, replicate on the smaller stage. Now, I think we always do the job in this island very admirably. 
mm-hmm. in terms of trying to do that and and really quite punch above our weight but would it be a better idea for a group to come out and say look we're not using that model we're going to do two smaller shows in the mm. year and we're not going to create the same level of risk yeah by having one big production or uh, and we're going to get an opportunity to do shows that people don't see as much yeah i, I guess what's difficult to, uh, in, in some ways is that kind of ever marching uh attempt at increasing the quality yeah. of a production overall which i mean like to be clear is not a bad thing but no it's it's not a bad <laughs> thing like uh, but we I, all want to see better shows yes that's, and be part of better shows yeah. and and kind of, you know, f- from both sides of it, mm. to be more proud of, of what you've achieved, to get the feeling for a week of, of your life as if you're a professional performer to, to kind of, you know, escape and for your audience to get the feeling of, you know, wow, that was, I, I can't believe that so-and-so from the local shop put together that show. Yeah. Or I can't believe that, that that's the voice that that teacher has. Or, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like, um, like, where was she hiding that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But I guess the drawback of that is kind of the almost semi-professionalization yeah. in, no, not every society. For no, sure. But in, in places where it, 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 it kind of, you know, in order to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak, or even to keep up with, with your own previous show, yeah. there's kind of, you know, more lighting tricks and more pyrotechnics and better quality sound equipment and more radio mics and, and all of yeah. these things you know create a a larger and larger cost base which at a certain point you know becomes you know unsustainable or could become unsustainable on a local amateur level and like you say it removes the opportunity to take a risk on a lesser known show or uh uh or an original production Mm. um yeah because when you look at when you look around the country and you look at what musical societies are choosing as their shows Mm-hmm. There's very little in the way of something unexpected. Yeah, e- yeah. Ever. Like you, you can know, expect is, to see four or five always, Ultra Cups, four or five yeah. Sister Acts, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of Rogers and Hammerstein. Um, it's always entirely bankable choices, which, yeah. which can get a little bit, if I'm honest, dull. Mm. When you are, you're looking around, you're seeing these same shows over and over again. But to the point about you know, professionalization. I think it does. And and look, being on a committee of two two societies, <laughs> I can I I can tell you this. Like the the question of will it make back the money in terms of what we spend in production values is the primary consideration. Yeah. In choosing a show. Yeah. Not whether we'd like to do it, whether we think the music is great, all the rest of it. It's that will it draw an audience big enough to recoup with gate receipts plus the fundraising we've done, the 50,000 or so that we might, you know, have in a budget yeah. for the show. And there are some societies in the country who will have less of a budget. There are some societies that will use well, vastly more of a budget. Than, for example, the two societies you're on the committee of have well, the vastly two, different budgets. Yeah. <laughs> vastly exactly, yeah. different budgets. Like, yeah, so like Odd Theatre will do things on, on a shoestring but we'll try and box clever and do shows that don't require big budgets mm-hmm. because they're typically off-Broadway shows, things like that. But yeah, Newbridge is very much, you know, middle-of-the-road stuff, the kind of shows that you would expect 
a musical society in Ireland to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but it, it does a whole lot of other things as well, like that ever increasing march towards uh, higher and higher quality. You know, kind of creates a sort of a parts tourism as well. Yeah. You know, which which I've benefited from, and and <laughs> you know, other people have benefited from, but it it. it does run the risk at times of saying, well, if we're we're going to import a large portion of our leads, is it actually talent drawn from the local community? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of is is it musical society that happens to do a show in the location or is it actually musical society of that yeah. place? Yeah. Or yeah. or if we're, you know, or if we're using like contractors from, you know, different areas that are well proven on the circuit are we not, you know, giving the opportunity to somebody local who is from mm. the area as well? And I appreciate that it's a difficult balance to strike between, you know, quality and, and trying to promote local. But I, I do think that if we changed up the model a bit, we could we could find some more interesting choices in terms of the productions that are put on. Mm. Yeah, that is interesting. That is... Because yeah. uh, you, made, you made a good point there, like, you know, when we're when you're picking shows like you know that it does come back to like you know will this recoup its cost as opposed to what you said like you know is it actually you know is the music good yeah you know is it an interesting story like you know mm, and that is secondary. just because of the model that you know we've been locked into you know since the dawn of time of doing but, but, but yeah like i i think but i can't come back to you know the like those those shows that don't have don't don't have a name necessarily attached to them like it's very very difficult to choose them yeah oh it is nowadays yeah like it's very very difficult because you everybody's costs have gone so high like the costs of putting on a show are colossal mm-hmm. you know um like you could you 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 would not see 30 or 40 grand like go past you it'd be gone the blink of an eye in terms <laughs> of your spending like once you, once you talk about lighting sound musician set you're what you're you're, 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 30 you're, you're grand, north, yeah, yeah. well north north of 30 grand or mm. maybe 40 depending on how elaborate mm. yeah your, 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 your orchestra stage. requirements or your set yeah, requirements yeah. are yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean i guess the counter argument to all this is what do people in local communities in ireland want to go and see is the flip side and it's like well mm. is there a big audience for tick tick boom i mean i guess like that's a bad example because that's recently kind of no had a movie adaptation that's it, showing it, to be popular it's a fair point because if i put on tick tick boom in the morning how many people would come to it and like more importantly than like how many people would how many people kind of are even interested in it you know so as, yeah, as yeah. in if you're a community group you're you're kind of serving two different parts of your community mm. you're serving your musical theater aficionados who really want to be involved in some capacity whether it's as a principal part whether it's in the chorus whether it's they they want to do set work or mm. you know or whether they're a musical theater aficionado who no longer has an interest in taking part but wants to see interesting new things that they haven't seen before yes. uh, uh, on, on a local stage because you know very few of us have the money to be flying over to london you know even every year <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like you know so or you, the inclination even yeah or, or even the opportunity to be able to go to the board gosh regularly i mean like it's not cheap to buy a professional theater ticket mm. and if you factor in the travel time if you're not in dublin or cork where these things tend to go yeah, yeah. you know or like belfast where there, there tends to be kind of touring productions if you're not 
close to those locations yeah. you know you, that's that's true so, and i mean you raised the point about and then the second group is the people who have a passing interest in musical theater but love the classics or like the family day out of you know i remember seeing singing in the rain when mm. i was small i'm going to bring my grandchildren or my children mm. to see it yeah, it, yeah. you know and it, it, it's great to see it live in front of you it's a different experience to seeing the film on dvd or you know mm. uh, and i think both of those markets need to be served yeah but i think as it stands there is certainly more serving of the the kind of you know middle of the road passing interest. Well, well there is and i think like you raised a point there about maybe people's inclination to do shows and often you can forget particularly when you're very into theater or musical theater that probably the vast majority of people who are interested even in doing shows do not have a very fanatical interest in musical theater <laughs> so the the majority of people doing shows in ireland are not going to know necessarily that even though it's hugely popular within a very particular sphere that let's say a hades town even exists mm. which is phenomenal and, and usually tony winning show but it, if you straw poll people in musical societies, are they going to know that that it even exists as a property? I would I would go so far as to say more than fifty percent don't. Mm-hmm. And and then it becomes a question of you know can you get even your members to be excited about let's say doing a Hades Town if it becomes available in licensing. So I suppose that is the other part of it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So I mean. Uh... I guess to wrap that segment up and put a bow on it, it's that it's great to see uh, rehearsals back and it's great to see shows back, but... Um, Get creative, everybody. Yeah, maybe it's time. <laughs> and I guess we, you know, we're not going to to kind of speak from a podium and, and lecture and, and not do it. You know, maybe no, we should be... I'm comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, that... that hear me, that, hear me. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it, it's... A message it's, from the king. <laughs> it's, it's kind of more just food for thought that the one big show a year model is not the only way. Yeah. yeah. It can work another way. And it's just a question of whether groups, societies might want to try a different path. Hmm. So and no better time having missed two years. Like. Yeah, some, <laughs> some, something to consider. Might want to get two in a year instead of... Two little ones instead of a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the harm? Dan. Hi. What news what? From, a, from the Americas? <laughs> what news from the Americas? You're from the a, new you world. are our professional musical theatre mm. uh, connoisseur, Thank reporter. You. Thank you. Tell us now, what what is the big news? Well, I feel like heading into 22, is, it feels a little bit like deja vu because I feel like once again, the theatre world seems to be slightly behind everyone. Like we're all being like, freedom! and yeah. professional theater has been like covid <laughs> mm. covid's keeping us closed or covid's causing absolute havoc like i think mm. a classic example i think mrs doubtfire which has been on broadway and like it's been tr- it was trying to open like not long before the pandemic yeah. hit and then it never fully got opened and mm. then it did back in like october so and it's just been kind of like you know obviously trying to dodge covid as much <laughs> as possible among the cast and crew and they basically they're now just taking like a nine week hiatus like you know just to try and let things settle down a bit yeah. um so they now they seem to be kind of when the only ones taking that option the other option is just obviously and it's been well documented <laughs> far and wide the the importance of swings and covers 
in the professional world that you yes. know um i think it was it all kind of came to obviously you know huge pressures on you know covid cases among professional p- theater but they're trying their best to keep their doors open this time around um, so obviously the the role of the the swing and the ensemble etc obviously people jumping in last minute and um, i think the one that people a lot of people would have seen hugh jackman of course giving a, a big shout out to yes oh i can't remember i think it's kathy vosco i think is her name um she was swing she was swinging man, for marion like so sutton yeah. foster is playing like the lead in music man but she wasn't available so i think kathy vosco stu- she's stepped in i think at maybe like noon on the saturday wow she had her first rehearsal for the role at like 1 p.m that day and went on that evening kind of thing like you know just absolutely crazy stuff and i think in that production well, there was another seven or eight people who had obviously were swings and covers had stepped up to play like bigger parts and stuff like that you know so it's just like it's been a really heartwarming i think you're seeing it in like every every single show both on west end and broadway like you yeah know, <laughs> just people stepping up you know and, and coming back people coming back to productions that they'd left like you know several years ago and all this type of stuff like it's just it's just been crazy but like it's kind of it just feels a little bit out of step with everyone everything else at the moment again mm. like theaters like mm. we've, we've talked about this before when things were opening up i don't know how long ago it was four years ago whenever the hell like, the last thing last, the last time we could go outside <laughs> the last time we could go outside like you know and then people in professional theater right but we're still closed and now it kind of feels like the same type of thing again it's like everyone else is like freedom day mm. But it's kind of like, you know, professional theatre is still kind of being like, uh, maybe not so much for us right now. But um, I mean, it's been a real feel good story, if nothing, if nonetheless, which is what we need in these yeah, times. And it's I mean, having after a long period of the show not going on, the show must go on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mantra is being well applied here. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Come Certainly. hell or high water. Yeah. But um, obviously then kind of as a as a tangent from that, obviously, the music man has opened on Broadway. Oh uh, boy. We've been waiting. Hugh Jackman, you back, baby. Yes. Sutton Foster, she never left, but she's back again. <laughs> this is a spectacular musical that I'm always shocked doesn't get played more frequently in this country. I think it's the 76 trombones is a budgetary issue. I tell you, it's just yeah, disappointing. Yeah. It's just tinfoil <laughs> painted gold. Like, <laughs> like what happened to paper macheing as a skill? Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's, that's it's the just, real tragedy. That's here. the real tragedy. You know, 20 years ago, that's how we would have done it. Yeah. And everybody would have been just fine with it. To be fair, hard to get a tune out of some paper mache. You don't have to play it. You don't have to play it. It doesn't actually have to be 76 76 people on a stage. I don't even trust the professionals. Can you imagine if... I don't know if there's 76 trombonists in Ireland, let alone alone available to play. Oh, my God. 76 trombones is just a frame of mind. That's... (laughs) It's just a feeling. It's yeah. like, yeah. It's yeah. Not, it doesn't actually have to be 76 trombones. Like, you know, you can, yeah. be, you can be feeling like 76 trombones. <laughs> really, once you get, it's kind of the law of diminishing returns. Once you get above three trombones, <laughs> it is Im- it's impossible to hear the difference yeah. between to every additional trombone. Every, tr- just, every already, additional trombone makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's already above the maximum decibel. <laughs> so, yeah. so you're at minus 73 trombones by the end yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're already at the maximum decibels the human body can withstand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a poo- you're just a pool on it's, the floor by the end of it. It's like. essentially equivalent to being inside a jumbo jet engine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yes. I, I still, I want more Music Man. More Music Man in 22. Mm-hmm. Here, there and everywhere. Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? Why not indeed? Lord almighty. Um, I suppose the other bit of it, I've seen that Tim Rice has said that... There's a production. They're nearly ready and getting a team together to bring chess 
back to Broadway. Mm. I'm going to try it again for the umpteenth time. The 76th time. <laughs> 76th time. Try chess. Yeah, another revision. Come on. They're I wonder who's like going to win time. this time. I genuinely think, because we had talked about this before when we talked about the Queen's Gambit, yes. et cetera, et cetera. Mm. We've talked about chess a good bit on the podcast. We're fans. We but, are. And, but... I genuinely think he did cite like the popularity of the Queen's Gambit. As that, I mean, like you know, like what, Queen, what happened to the, that music? The Queen's Gambit has shown that it can be popular. I'm like, those are fucking lying. Yeah, <laughs> we like, said that. I don't know. Like chess has been popular as a game for Centuries. well over you know <laughs> thousand years. Thousand years. Sorry, so when he says popular, he means commercially viable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no I mean, de- there's no denying that there's literally a chessboard sitting right there yeah. Yeah. i mean it is people spend money on yeah this but thing. you opened up the show with like explaining the law like yeah you can't i can explain rules of chess as well if no, people want don't. more laws please don't so <laughs> I beg we'll talk about i beg of you let's just, let's just explain the uh yeah, i've got a chess.com membership and i don't even want to hear about it <laughs> <laughs> You too. What's your handle? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you. I am play. plummeting in my, in my rankings. I I was at one point. I mean, so that, that's the problem. Once you play, well, yeah, you like, you start moving down off your starter ranking. Like because they start you with like eight hundred, which is like, you know, a, a ten year old who's really good at chess, probably. Probably, like, yeah. Um, and I I I was in free fall I think for like a while. Twelve hundred is probably like your a your national, kind of reasonable beginner. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So they start you at eight hundred, and and um. I, I started in free fall down to about 500. Yeah. And I settled there for a while. I was kind of re- you know, reasonably beating people or like forcing draws uh, mm. at that stage. And then free fall happened again. I'm at about 297. Wow. Which essentially means there are people whose first game of chess is like <laughs> against me and I'm struggling. <laughs> You're overthinking it though. Do you know what you need to do? <laughs> you need to learn the, rules. the Queen's Gambit. Mm. The actual <laughs> opening. Or even the rules. Maybe actually I should learn the rules from you. Maybe that, that might actually help. Good, as yeah. well. it seems I'm that sure would like, be good. Why can't the pointy <laughs> to man be fair, go? Chess.com will not allow you to like move your bishop up a rank. Like <laughs> it's it's computer program. Mm-hmm. It won't let you make a wrong move. Yeah, come on, pointy man, go where I want go you to go. I, go, I don't think man. I'm going to set up a separate chess podcast though. So I think I'm going to focus all of my chess-related energies into Interface. little clips in this. And yeah. that's been Chess no. Corner. Well, and that <laughs> has been Chess. To be fair, Chess.com is ruthless. Like nobody's on nobody's side. Oh my goodness! <laughs> that was the mm. most forced pun I've that, done. No, I'm that. not saying quite something. Yeah. You were. <laughs> you're, to be honest, you're making the issue seem very black and white. The, uh, you really are. That's not a song in chess. No. No, stop it. Stop it. This is not a, this is not a game of one up Mizzou, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Cut it here. This has been a very checkered take. Oh, it really has. That's still not a song Help in chess. Me. Help it's me, just please. A, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to not to cite songs in chess. Oh. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to I'm deliberately doing it. Deliberately. And finally, in my attempt to make this a Winnie the Pooh the Musical Stan account, mm-hmm. um, if you want a, a feel good feeling, Which we're open to. Um, and look. Let's not bring an umbrella to a brainstorm here. That you know, <laughs> many many things can be. But if you want to feel good, it'll clip for yourself. They did a performance on Good Morning America of like the theme song, and it's so cute. Yeah. I mean, although now that is it, um, A. A. Milne. A. A. Milne. Uh, now so that now that that property is out of copyright, you can write your own Winnie the Pooh musical. He just can't be wearing a little red crop top. Yeah. It needs to be as as illustrated in in the books, not as depicted in the cartoons, because he didn't always have a little red crop top. That was like a that was when uh, he went on a nineteen sixties Disney you know edition. Okay, so uh, <laughs> so you know pre- Winnie the Pooh pre his Disneyfication. Yeah. 
Put some clothes on that bear. Yeah, they were big on modesty. Yeah. <laughs> but she didn't give him any pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's actually going for like spring break kind of look, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Down in like Baja. Just like, yeah. 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 To be fair, I'm I'm like now that restrictions are easing, I'm only just now coming out of my Winnie the Pooh era. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, time to put on pants time again. To put pants on again. Well, that is a forceful image. <laughs> <laughs> Winnie the Pooh the musical, U- U.S. tour starts soon. As a as a as a quick wrap up, um, have we seen any of the spate of recent movie musicals? I myself. Did watch Tick, Tick, Boom. Mm. Mm-hmm. I have to say, really, really enjoyed it. Mm. Andrew heard. Garfield is a very good singer. I've he heard might. amazing things about it. And the only reason I have yet to watch it is I, I've heard it's, it, it, I mean, obviously it's the story of Jonathan Larson's life. Yes. And I've heard it it, it, it it can get quite, you know, heavy emotionally. And to be honest, it's the last thing I've needed. <laughs> so, so maybe now they've got a bit when of a lift. Yeah, when you're sitting restrictions, down. Now I can handle it, you know. Yeah. Well, you would enjoy it because... Don't want to spoil too much, but Stephen Sondheim is a character in it. I have heard. He, so yeah, yeah, no, he does appear. Apparently, he like learned to sing for like the movie. Like he mm. had, he wasn't much of a singer beforehand. Wow, yeah. so he's, like, he's quite a con- like. I know he had the opportunity of retakes, but yeah, yeah he yeah. is really good. Like yeah. it's it's a very good vocal up throughout the Mop movie. Andrew, uh, Andrew. Andrew. but it's it's a very very good watch. I would mm-hmm. highly recommend it. Um, finally, got to watch it in the Heights as well. Oh, oh same. I finally yeah, yeah, watched which it. Which I really enjoyed. Well, yeah, too. yeah. I yeah, saw I mean, that in cinema at the time. I'm, I'm a true, true, true in the Heights stand. Yeah, you, Lynn. You're all yeah. about Lynn. You love yeah. Lynn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I, like, there were definitely bits of it where I kind of got the feeling that there were aspects that probably worked better on stage, but mm. overall quite an enjoyable watch i think the best if if a bit long for me i think the best thing about it was that it was a movie musical where they they shot dancing the right way correct they showed the full ensemble you know head to toe in one shot without cutting close-ups of individual dancers Mm. faces and arm we got to see the full move as it's meant to be done no there are still cuts and stuff but each angle is held for long enough to appreciate the full spectacle Mm. and you know to actually know what's going on rather than a lot of yeah. modern kind of uh, movie musicals choreography is kind of hidden away behind poor camera placement yeah and uh daphne rubin vega gets a run out in both yes. in yes. the heights and tick tick boom she does indeed so she does indeed nice nice jonathan larson crossover there mm-hmm. exactly well i got to see west side story over christmas i still have not watched it and barry it was, it's, a, it's a beautiful movie like it really is yeah yeah just like visually just to watch it i mean it's like top notch like super, <laughs> really really beautiful to watch should we uh, doubt spielberg i if anyone doubted him there we eating, were fools they were fools yeah, yeah, yeah um and i mean i suppose it is it does a great job of paying i suppose good like t- tribute to probably the movie yeah. you know like i would probably stress that like you know it is very much still similar to the original movie which there are differences between the movie and the mm, stage musical yes. That's probably like the one. If you were to say, is it faithful to the stage musical? No, it's but probably more faithful to the original, original movie, film. which is what everybody you know knows West Side Story more for. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, it's just some absolutely brilliant. Like, I mean, the dance, oh, the dancing is so good. Uh, I mean, like again, it sounds like obviously, but like it really is spectacular to watch. 
um, Ariana DeBose is Anita is just class. Yeah, she looks like she's getting, um, you know, certainly hype for an Oscar. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's, nod. she's definitely, in, best definitely in the running. Yeah, definitely in the running. Uh, as is West Side Story for Best Picture. I mean, as well, it'd be, you be know? very it's, surprising if it wasn't it, up there. It won Best Comedy and Musical. Yeah, exactly. exactly. it won so the Golden Globe. You have to, you have to think. And, and I mean, I've I've seen. I've seen certainly Tick, Tick, Boom in conversations about a Best Picture mm. not no. as well. Yeah. So when these mm. come out, we'd have to go back and see when was the last time there was two movie musicals nominated for Best Picture. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, how many like <laughs> how many best, how many it? movie it's musicals like get 10, nominated? Ten movies in is it now? Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, ten yeah. Nominated in for Best Picture. So I think there's a reasonable chance we'll get two in. Yeah. That'd be good. Mm. Come be on. Super. But um, yep, yeah, no, couldn't couldn't fault it now as movies and because it's been twenty years since a uh, movie musical won. Chicago. Best Chicago was the last. Yeah. Chicago. So. It'll be it'll be interesting. I think there will be tough competition this year. Mm. Yeah, by like you know proper movies. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's it's been a weird year for movies. I I don't want to derail yeah. this now by going down this. <laughs> yeah. this yeah. Yeah. I did see one thing actually on movie musicals. I saw a great tweet. Someone said it is so good to finally have movie musicals that aren't ashamed of the fact that they're musicals. Yeah, mm. they're not trying to make it feel like. You know, oh, it's it's really, really. It's like they're singing. Get over it. They're dancing. Yeah, yeah. It's colorful. Okay, yeah. you don't like it. You don't have to watch it. Like not trying to shoehorn. Oh, but it's a real movie. Just they happen to break into song. It's like it's okay. Yeah, yeah. let's just embrace the. the I, I never, un- I goofy un- I never understood having any degree of shame about that because mm. I'm like, what's wrong with you people? Like you like you like films. You like songs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they've seen you watch films. I've seen you listening to songs. Like, surely yeah. it's better. It's like if you put a burger and fries together. Boom, baby. <laughs> Independently, the... they're great. Together, they're spectacular. Put mm-hmm. one inside the other. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you put the fries in the burger. <laughs> <laughs> the burger into the burger the into fries. the fry. Like. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful image. Don't steal that idea either. Yeah, stop. Um, <laughs> okay, well, on that uh, very positive note, yeah. I think we'll wrap it up for this episode. Thank you very much for listening in to this, our first episode of the year. If you want to get in touch with us, please do by emailing us at theoddcast at oddtheatre.com or messaging us at Facebook or Instagram at The Oddcast by Odd Theatre. So, until the next time, see you later, folks. Bye.